Welcome to 50 Shades of Shilamita, the podcast where nothing is off limits. As a multidimensional sovereign mom, partner, CEO, serial entrepreneur, speaker, and best-selling author, I am on a mission to help more women and men become fully embodied in their sovereignty and power so they can live their truth, speak it unapologetically, and live a life free from the matrix. Each week, I will bring you episodes that will awaken you, inspire you to think outside of the box, and step into the leader that you know that you are. The world needs more people who are walking their talk and unafraid to stand in their truth, and I'm here as your guide to help you do just that. Welcome to another episode of 50 Shades of Shilamita with your hostess, Shilamita. I am super excited today. One of my favorite people is on the show. I am really excited to introduce you guys to her. She is a phenomenal human being. She is an entrepreneur. She is all of the things. I didn't even know how fabulous she was until we were in person and we could not stop laughing and having the best time ever. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Dimple Bakar, supporting people, create their aligned life, relationships and business, working with thought leaders globally to achieve more abundance in all the ways for the greater good of all. She has trademarked, you have been dimple and I'm really excited to get into that conversation with her. So please welcome to the show, Dimple. Hi, how are you? Oh my God, what a delight to be here. I am so excited. You just light up my whole world. I love when you smile. I love when we get to chat. So this is a whole lot of fun for me. Yeah, me too. I love your feet. We'll give them a little intro today. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so Dimple and I have known each other in the online world for a while. And then a few months ago or last month, it, whenever it was, we got to meet in person in Tulum mm-hmm. because of a mastermind that we've been in. And I was dimpled. So mm-hmm. I want to talk about that. Oh my God, Shilamina, I'm so excited. I literally put my order through my first order of merchandise with I've been dimpled today. So it's so wild that you're speaking about it. It's something that I've been working through that's come through me for a while. And it basically, my name is Dimple and it is my real name. It's not a nickname. I do have them. I was named after an Indian actress. And so I realized working with my clients over the years that they they kept saying I've been dimpled. I've been dimpled. I've been dimpled right and I was like what does this mean like what does it actually mean and then it came to me one day it's permission to be your authentic self it's literally that the gift that I give people is literally the mirror showing them permission to be your authentic self go do you like really do you because I see you And so I was like, oh, this needs to be 
a household thing. I've been dimpled. And it's not necessarily about me per se, but about permission to be your authentic self. I love that. And that's exactly what happened to me. Because yes. Dimple and I met for the first time in person and she was like, you're nothing like what you are on camera. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you're really funny. And I'm like, I know I'm really funny. Dimple was like, yeah, but the rest of the world does not know that you're really funny. And so I made you laugh for like four days straight. Yes. Because what I do in my everyday life, like I think that life needs to be enjoyed and we need to laugh and we need to have a good time. But once the camera goes on, I feel like I need to be serious and I need to talk about all of these serious things. And you're like, make me laugh. (laughs) Like you're depriving the world of your laugh. Seriously. And I just want you to know that since we've been back from Tulum, I have made it a point to post pictures of me laughing, videos of me laughing, and of course, they're performing so well. That fills my heart with joy, Shalvina, and I'll tell you why, because seriously, like, when I first met you, I before I met you, I was a bit apprehensive, I will be honest. I'd be like, who is this babe? She's so opinionated about so many things that I don't even know what she's talking about half the time. Honestly, yeah. I'm speaking from my heart, and, and I was genuinely nervous about meeting you in that I wasn't sure whether we would gel. And then I met you and I'm like, you are funny as hell, man. Who is this woman? Like, I love you. Yes, because I'm passionate about the things that I'm passionate about, but I forget that in the online world, I'm not just talking about or to my neighbors or to people who are in the United States, right? It's like a lot of the topics and the things that I have passion about are specifically to my geographical region. And Mm. Dimple was like, I don't even know half the things that you're talking about. Like, what are you even saying? But I would be more interested if I was connected with you by you making me laugh first. Make me laugh first. Let me feel you. And it's not about, and I want this to be really clear. It's not that I expect everybody to make me laugh. What I expect is permission to be yourself. You are a funny person. That's who you are. In your core, your soul, that's who you are first. And then everything else is, is led by passion, but it's led through joy and laughter. And we never saw that. I was like, I love the authentic you. And I'm not saying you weren't authentic before, but you were only showing us the tip of the iceberg. You weren't showing us the full iceberg. Right. And I think this is really important for the people that are watching that are afraid to show parts of them. And it's not that I was afraid to show the parts of me laughing. I'm going to be honest with you. I have this tooth thing that I don't like in my mouth. And so when I smile, I can see it in all the pictures and all the videos. And so those are always the ones that I don't post. And after you dimpled me, I was like, fuck it. And who this is the first time I'm hearing about this tooth thing. Like that. It's there and I'm not even going to show you. I don't see it. Even like this squishy like face. Like there's those things like that me in my mind, because of my insecurities or whatever, those were the things that I was hiding. But I, after you dimpled me, I realized that over the years, 
here is that those are the photos that people are like, that's you. Because if you're with me in my everyday life, most likely you will find me laughing at something because I really do think that I'm funny. Even if the rest of the world does not think I'm funny, you think I'm funny. But like in my everyday life, it's like I'm serious one minute and then within seconds, I'm laughing or joking or shifting the energy because I'm really good at doing that. But it wasn't what I was presenting myself with in the online arena. So I think that this is hopefully going to grant permission to a lot of people who might be presenting themselves in a very serious way, or maybe on the flip side, people who are presenting themselves in a more joking way to allow them to connect to their sincere or passion or more committed side. Absolutely. And that's the key. And you know, something else is, you know, sometimes people say to me, well, why do I need permission? You don't, but a lot of people do. A lot of people need somebody to just say, it's okay. You can do this. You can give yourself permission to do it. You can have your own breakthroughs. My gift is being able to say to people, I see this in you and it's beautiful. Whatever it is, it's beautiful. Please let us see that. And it's okay. You're safe to do that. I think when we say give permission, it's not like you're allowed to. Giving permission is more of like the arena is open. Mm -hmm. The arena is open for you to do or be or present yourself any way that you desire. And a lot of times we're hiding parts of us because we're embarrassed, we're ashamed, we have our things, right? And so we hide certain parts of us or we don't show those parts because of the things that we're dealing with. But you have this innate gift of seeing what the world needs to see, right? Like you said to me, you made me belly laugh. I haven't laughed like this since my mother was alive. And you just gave me this great gift. And like, I have this gift of making people belly laugh. And why don't I show that? It's like people who pay a lot of money to to have that, right? Like literally it's been how many years now? It must be over 25 years that my mom passed and she used to make me belly laugh. And when I saw you and I felt you, I remembered that belly laugh feeling. Like even when I think of you, I feel belly laugh. It's innate in my body that right makes me so happy yeah it I, it's, it's like I retrained my nervous system so when I associate that with you now and that is a beautiful gift and it's interesting because people say, well, what about you? Do you, are you completely like freed and pulled? And it's interesting. I just did a rebrand that I was talking to you about. Mm-hmm. And the reason I did it was because up until now, if you look at all my work, all my bios, all my previous website, it's going to be changed now. I hid the fact that I'm an energy healer. I hid the fact that I could see souls. I hid the fact that I can read spirits and I see angels and I see that all those things, there's nowhere on the online space that you you saw that before. So I myself was holding back some inauthentic things that weren't giving myself permission to be myself. And so even working with my team just recently, it's like, what is the title? I've been a relationship coach. I've been an alignment expert. I've been a dietitian. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. All the labels. And the most freeing thing happened yesterday was that I realized that I'm none of those labels. I'm dimple. That's it. That's who I am and I just see people's souls and I help them see their soul and that way you live in complete alignment and you magnetize everything that your true aligned soul desires. I think that's so beautiful and it's so perfect for you because recently in the online world 
world, I would have said that you were a relationship coach. But when you and I sat together, I didn't need any help in my relationship. I needed help just being me, right? <laughs> it's like, I just need to be me more. And that's really what I've been working on these last few weeks since we came back from Tulum. Life is very different for me now because I don't have an office to show up to every day. I don't have this like crazy schedule of like, you know, aside for the podcast, there, there isn't like meetings and patience and all the things. And this is a very strange place to be. You know, my son said to me, it's, it's very warm where we are right now in New Jersey. My son said to me, mom, do you think it'd be okay if I go to the beach on Thursday? And I'm like, oh, beach on Thursday. That sounds like a fabulous idea. And I looked at my calendar and I am full for Thursday, but I'm like, I'm not full on Friday. What would it feel like to go to the beach on a Friday? And so I texted a girlfriend. I'm like, do you want to play hooky with me? And she was like, um, I don't think so. So I texted somebody else. I'm like, do you want to play hooky with me? And she was like, yes, <laughs> this is exactly what I need. And I'm like, okay. And there's like, almost like this guilt around it. Like, am I allowed to just go to the beach on a Friday without asking permission or taking off or, you know, it's like this whole world of freedom. People live their whole lives waiting for freedom. Yeah. And then once you get it, it's like, uh, am I allowed to be doing this? It's, it feels so weird, right? And so mm -hmm. I've really been experimenting with this freedom. And we just took Melanie's unconventional course. And it's being all about being an unconventional woman and doing unconventional things. And it's like, okay, well, what can I do? Then I'm like, well, I already live a pretty unconventional life, right? I get on an airplane anytime I want. I, I do all these things. Like, what is it that I could do to really spice up my life right now and change things up? And I think it's really important for us to do that on a regular basis because that brings us into awareness and consciousness. And that's the best way to manifest is when you're in a beautiful place of doing something different, being something different, experiencing something different. So good. And it also expands us because it makes us uncomfortable. So it, it creates a uncomfortable, like you felt, should I be doing this? That discomfort, that momentary, momentary discomfort of, okay, this is something new in my body. This is something new and you went for it so that, and even though it's something beautiful, like the beach, that it could be something in your life that it's uncomfortable, the next stage, the next job, the next partnership, the, the leaving of somebody or the leaving of a job, it could be uncomfortable. And it's in those moments of discomfort is where the growth is. It's in those moments of discomfort. This is the whole point of unconventional. It's about how can I do it my way? How can I create my way? Right? How can I give myself permission to do it my way? And, you know, you talk about freedom and that's what it does. It gives you freedom. I got the elevated feeling of freedom when my team was like, let's just not have a title. It's just simple. Let's just not have a title. Because how can we describe what you do? You do it in a way that works for the client. There's no formula. You just see it. So this whole piece you're talking about freedom, it's beautiful because you've actually unleashed yourself to be yourself. And it, it could be so simple. Like this morning, I went and got a cup of coffee and it was so nice out. And I'm like, hmm, can I go sit in a park? I don't even know where there is a park. Because <laughs> when my kids were little, I didn't even like going to the park. But today I was like, hmm, 
maybe I'm going to go drink my coffee in a park. And I didn't do that, but it was just the thought process of, I can do that. And this is something totally different than what I would normally do. And this is really something I've been working on recently because we live in autopilot. We are on this constant reel of every day, doing the same thing, living the same way, but it's the uncomfortable part that really brings us to the next level, to the next dimension. And so it's really important to get this across because it may seem so simple, like going to drink a cup of coffee in the park. People watching are probably like, well, I do that every day. Okay. So maybe for you, if you go to the park and drink coffee every day, maybe it's going to a fancy hotel and sitting in the lobby and having that cup of coffee or driving yourself to a waterfront somewhere and sitting and having that cup of coffee. It's experiencing life. Or even having a cup of tea instead of a cup of coffee, right? (laughs) My friend from London. (laughs) Have a cup of tea, darling. I love you. (laughs) So I just want to tell you that you look absolutely gorgeous today. You are glowing. You always look gorgeous. But um, touching upon your mom, I know that recently we spoke about the fact that you are turning 50. (laughs) And you make 50 look so wonderful. And you have a family history of women that have not made it this far. So I'd love to chat about that. Thank you. Yeah, the end of this month it will be my 50th birthday and yeah it's so interesting because so many things I want to tell you about this that you have helped me with as well about my 50th the whole story is that my mom passed when um, she transitioned when she was 47 and I was 22 and she was one of four girls three of which including her all transitioned before they were 50 so 47 48 and so I spent probably the first two decades uh, probably no probably about 15 years thinking that I would never reach 50 that you know if I ever reached 50 I'd throw the biggest party ever and it would just be the biggest celebration and I would be so grateful to reach 50 and so I'm reaching 50 in 18 days and I'm like I've never ever thrown myself a party ever I've always thrown a party for everybody else and you really inspired me into Loom because you showed me all the things you do parties and the effort and all of that right I've never spent as much as I've spent on my party this time right and I have a real thing about balloons and so I love to have balloons so I've always had balloons for my children's parties and they're not bothered about balloons like they're like what is the big deal you spend so much money on balloons and I thought of you when I ordered these and I've I've ordered myself I've never had it and always dreamed of it and it's such a small thing but it's such a big thing for me one of those balloon arches over the numbers 50 right the lights and so for my 50th I thought I would have this huge party and all that and what really and this is another thing about being authentic to yourself when it all came down to it what I really wanted was to to have a weekend with 24 of my most dearest family members that mean the world to me and spoil them 
So we booked this beautiful Airbnb and I have so many things that we're doing, so many surprises, but there's 24 of us. I've booked a singer, I've booked a DJ, I've booked a sit-down meal, we're having a black tie, like I've, I've booked a whole spa experience, I've booked this spiritual crystal healing and tarot cards, we have a bonfire, we're going to do stargazing. And I really channeled my inner Shilamino and, and I've paid for it all. I've done it for me. He offered, of course he did. But this was something that I wanted to gift myself. And I channeled you and I was like, what would Shilamina do next? Like, mm -hmm. And I'm like, I've got everybody t-shirts saying I've been dimpled. And I thought of your t-shirts that you gifted us. And I was like, oh, I can do t-shirts and I can do name play, you know, for the table. And I've never done any of that. I'm going to do like handwritten notes to each of them. And, oh, and I cannot wait to see this unfold. And I've got a photographer for the whole weekend. And like my cake, the girls were like, See, normally you'd have a big sponge cake, right? No, I, on my seventh birthday, my mum forgot it was my birthday. Mum wasn't so well a lot of the time, right? So she forgot it was my birthday. And then when she remembered, she put together this quick party with all my friends. But of course she didn't have a cake. She went to the corner shop. There were seven-year-olds in the house. She left us on our own while she went to the corner shop, right? <laughs> Came back. And I don't know whether you have this in the US, but certainly in the UK, it's something. And it's a boxed apple pie. And it comes, Mr. Kipling's, it comes in a... A box with a silver foil and plastic around the pie and then in the in the cardboard box and I remember her taking this out and putting candles on and it's my most favorite dessert on the planet to have apple pie so my daughter's ordered a big apple pie for my birthday cake it's so perfect and this is another thing of permission to live right I have a girlfriend who has a similar family history like yours mom breast cancer grandmother breast cancer this person this person this person and any chance she gets she's like I just know that I'm doomed and I'm getting breast cancer. And I'm like, oh. don't you spend enough time with me. <laughs> Stop it. Zip it. Do not say the words. Do not put it out there. The Clearly, she doesn't spend enough time with me. And we forget that we are not doomed. The contract is not written. The choices are still ours. The co-creation is happening every second. You get to rewrite the script. And people don't really understand that. And, and I just love this. I love your story. I think it's so beautiful that you have cut the cord, basically, because you have daughters as well. And I don't know if you remember, but you and I, we connected at some point early in the channel and you had said to me something that was so powerful. I don't know what the subject was, but somehow we were talking about me being a mom of boys. And you said to me, you don't have daughters because it's your job to break the ancestral line. And those words have stuck with me and something shifted in me in that conversation where I had this immense gratitude around not having daughters, right? Like there was a time where I desperately wanted one to the point where when I found out my third was a boy, I told everybody it was a girl for a long, long time. Funny as anything. <laughs> I knew he was a boy and on my birth announcement, it said, pray for a girl. <laughs> 
because I believe in the power of thought and creation. And I really thought that if I manifested hard enough, a little vagina would come out instead of a penis. But he fully has a penis, but he is like the daughter I never had because he's my Manny Petty kid. He's my tarot kid. He's my anything. Jesus kid, right? Anything that I want to do, girl time, boy time, doesn't matter what kind of time he is all in with me. And so that was my perception of what a daughter would be. Like a daughter for me was like a little friend to go do things with, right? And instead, I now have manifested boys that like to do girl things in their own manly way. So it's like I got the best of all the worlds, but I'm still working through a lot of my mommy issues and family issues and, you know, those ancestral things. It's a long lineage of things that we need to break. But in the simple conversations that you have, you're so powerful in the mark that you leave. Thank you. That means the world to me because I really see it. I really see it. It's like when you said that to me, I had a visceral response in my body again when you said it because I'd forgotten I'd said it. And then when you said it again, it was truth coming through again. And then as you said it, something else that came through for me was that you will create daughters you will create them but they won't be your bloodline you will have the most incredible daughter female and I I do I already do I've I've definitely manifested that I have some people in my life that work for me who are like daughters and I'm so truly grateful for that because I get the best of every world yeah 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 yeah. it's just that you needed to break the line that's all you were strong enough as well by the way you were strong enough and and this is for those people listening these are like great things to hear because I know that there's moms out there of boys who wanted girls, moms of girls who wanted boys, right? And we don't get past a lot of those things when we're in that thought process, right? Like a lot of people are not living the life that they desire to live because they're stuck. They're stuck in what they didn't receive. They're stuck in what they thought life would be. They're stuck in the past instead of creating the future. Also in that, Shilamini, you hit a really great point is it's not only that they're stuck in the past they're they're stuck in the belief that they they are not the creators of their world that creation is outside of them and there is a co-creation element there right so for example what happened with you and you having biological boys there is a co-creation there that you were protected and you were also protecting the lineage and you also co-created girls in a different way they didn't have to be biological there's a co-creation that goes on there but when we have to get beyond the mind of things are happening to us we create it I created my 50th birthday that's just a done right I recreated the genetics that flows through my body into my daughters that's the point the stuckness occurs when we are helpless to the environment when actually it's the other way around when we see that we are the creators I am with you a hundred percent, but people watching this may not be with us a hundred percent because they're dependent upon these figures that they've put into worship or these concepts that they've been taught. And in my free time and my thinking now, I am like really breaking apart all of these paradigms that people believe in. And I'm like, why do you need to go there in order to? 
to connect to here. Somebody that works for me yesterday was telling me how she wanted to go to a new church. And when she first came here, she was an au pair. And so when she met her husband, she moved in with her husband. She was from Poland. And so she went to a Polish church and they said to her, well, you're living in sin. So you can't be here. And she was like, well, but I had nowhere else to go. And this is the man I'm going to marry. So all of these years, she was disconnected from the church. And so she went to a church and they said, no problem. We'll take you, but you have to go to confession first. And so she said to me, Shil, they made me feel like I'm still living in sin. Like I'm married to this man for all these years. And I'm like, but why do you have to confess to a complete stranger when you can just confess to the creator, right? It's like, you have that direct connection. You don't have to go through this other avenue in order to get there. And I feel like a lot of people are missing this big piece. I hear what you're saying. And I know certainly from myself that until I realized these concepts, I really believed that I wasn't the creator, that everything was happening to me. And I was a victim for a long time. I was very asleep for a long time. So I have a lot of compassion for people that are asleep because you have to, certainly in my experience, I had to reach a certain level, a pain threshold before I, I, I looked out for other answers. So I also believe there's a divine timing for everything. So I hold no judgment or if you need to go to a church that tells you you have to confess, if that heals you in some way, in a roundabout way, go for it. But for me, certainly, what I have found is that when I can love on you, whatever your decisions are in that moment, then that frees you up capacity to feel held. Not that you need it, but just to feel that security so that you can go, okay, maybe there's something else here. Maybe there's something else I need to look for. Because I know for a long time in my coaching career, I would force people into, well, this is the way and why would you do that when you can do this, right? And I realized that actually, and that was the way I was walking and it's a technique that can work brilliantly and it does for some and I needed that. And now I've realized as I'm approaching this decade that I can actually do everything through love. And I don't need to be responsible for you, whether you choose to receive or not. That's okay. Either way, it's perfect. No, everything is perfect until it's not, right? (laughs) And there's so many different ways to get to where we are here. And, you know, I think that there's the reminder of we do need an outside source always. I feel that there is always, and it needs to be somebody that's outside of your immediate circle. Like yesterday, I had a meeting with my accountant and I met her when my first son, who is now 16, he was probably one. And I, I didn't like to walk. I love the fact that I can walk, but I don't like walking without a purpose. So I threw him into the stroller and I lived in a town where a mile away I could walk into the center of town and there was like an H&R block. It was like a tax preparation service. I needed to get my taxes done. I walked in there. I met this woman. She's been my accountant every ever since. She's evolved and expanded out of there. I've evolved and expanded, but she sat in my backyard yesterday and she said, I'm so proud of you. I like, look at you. Look at this life that you've created. Because out of all the people in my world, she's seen it all. She saw me in my little, she used to come to my two bedroom apartment, you know, and she watched me struggle and she saw me when I was overweight and she watched me 
me leave my ex. And, you know, she's like, I'm, I'm just so deeply proud of you. And it felt so good for me to hear that because people look at me now and they have this perception, right? Like they see you in winning season. They think it's been like this the whole time, right? But it took a lot to get to this point now. And real freedom only started for me after 40, right? right. It was like before 40, I felt like suffering. Like even, even though I, I hadn't played the victim in a long time, I still had the victim mentality. We still get pulled into that. It's easier to be the victim than it is to prevail, right? You know, I commend you because the courage it would have taken to come out of victimhood and actually take radical self-responsibility for everything that happens in your life, everything. And that's a harsh reality, right? Because I'm the same. It only happened for me in my 40s. It's a harsh reality to stand up and go, hold on, I'm responsible for the F up in my marriage. I'm responsible. And this is going to sound really odd, but I'm responsible for the five miscarriages. My body chose that. That's really hard to say, but when I take radical self-responsibility for it, I'm then at choice on how I deal with it. It has no power over me then. Just wow. like you took radical self-responsibility when I said to you that you broke the line. It was freeing. Yeah, it was no longer uh, outside of you. You were born to have boys. And we were born to stop the suffering, but we have been conditioned to suffer. So when you're living a life without suffering, it's so (laughs) far-fetched. It's like the other day I went to the bathroom and I'm like, am I okay? Is everything okay? Like, I have to like, like, where's the suffering? Or something like, should something (laughs) be wrong right now? Am I supposed to be solving a problem? Am I depressed? Am I like, I'm in such a place of unknown like this happy feeling is unknown and it's weird and And so people that are you know people are like well when I have money it's like everything's gonna be okay well I've had money for a while but it didn't stop the suffering it didn't stop the victim mode it didn't stop any of that so it's that inner yeah it's that inner work and when you've done the work just know you have to do more it's never ending and you wouldn't want it to be because if, if it did end you'd be you'd stop growing and you'd be dead you just want to it to continue and you know what's beautiful about what I'm hearing from you is that it's irrelevant the money now for you because yeah. you source your your joy and happiness from inside of you it's irrelevant yeah. somebody could take it away today and it wouldn't matter because you can you know you are fully abundant inside of you yeah. and when I hit that level where I was like you could take it all away that's when it all started to pour through. It's like so interesting, right? There was that point during COVID where I think I was like in the hot tub with my kids or sitting in the backyard and it was just us. And I'm like, this, this is it. Like, I love the blowouts and the mani petties, And like, I I love that. Like, I love that life. But if you took it all away, this is it. You know, and the conversations that we had, well, if shit hits the fan and we have to go live in the woods, like, we're okay. (laughs) Like, we're going to make our own fun and we're going to laugh and we're going to live life to the fullest because we have each other. And that is abundance. That is the key to abundance. When you can be um, completely detached from the outcome and know that in your heart you have love and abundance. Like I remember watching a video of you and your husband and 
it was funny as anything. You were both in bed and it was like watching a comedy, right? You were laughing, trying to get something out. And I was he was to him. <laughs> and he was dry as anything. So this happens all the time. I am more like, I have to go to the bathroom because I am wetting myself laughing so much at the contrast of this like comfortable polarity yep. right that's going on here witnessing I, it I was singing him all the songs of the band and he was like I'm firing the band as people would laugh in a whole month we laughed yeah. in 20 minutes you know you like, much, in 20 minutes you laughed the same as I would probably laugh in a year and that that's abundance that's, that's the abundance. I agree and yeah. and you know like it's that detachment piece and I keep trying to figure out like how do you explain that to people you know like how do you explain the detachment you don't you don't you no, you be it not. you be it you yeah. lead by example you show it, right? You show it. I don't even know what the words were. All, no, I read, were <laughs> all I could read was this man that just loved you so much and so was connected with you and was able to keep a straight face while you were laughing your head off. And he's so patient waiting for whatever it is that needs he's to so come out. <laughs> He is a he really is a saint. He was getting on with whatever he was doing in the bed. I don't know what he was doing, but and then he'd do this side look. <laughs> he really is a saint. And I have to tell you that, you know, I joke around with him now and I'm like, you know, that I would become all of this. <laughs> And he was like, yes, actually, I did know. And I'm like, you did? And, you know, I always say, like, I was a 31-year-old damsel in distress. He's like, you weren't, but okay. <laughs> I love that. I love that he didn't see you as a victim. No. He saw your strength way yes. before you did, right? Yes. Yeah. way before yeah. I love that and I and I love that he was attracted to your the joy that you didn't see in you yet totally and you know what's interesting and I think this is great for the audience to hear is that when I did step into the full expression of me and the quote-unquote like fame started and people started recognizing me and and my book was doing so well it really put a riff into our relationship because that masculine feminine energy started to shift yeah. and I took on a very masculine energy and in my relationship I need to be in the feminine my husband needs to be in that role 100%. but all of a sudden I felt like I am woman hear me roar and I, he did not want to hear me roar and I would turn to him and be like well I told you that this was going to happen <laughs> you know and you you said you knew that this was going to happen and he was like I know it's just an adjustment and I know that you do a lot of relationship coaching 
thing. And, and I think it's important for people to understand, like, cause you know, people watch my love story now. And I, I really think people think that like, we love Perfect. each other hundred yeah, percent yeah. at a time. Nothing is wrong, you know, but like the other That's night, we were getting in no, we had like the best week ever in Aruba. And literally the night we came home, Ben got into the bed and I'm like, I'm not your friend. And he was like, what? And I'm like, we're not friends right now. And he was like, why? I'm like, cause I'm mad at you. And he was like, we just got home. I'm like, I know he took me away from the ocean. But whatever it was, you know, like he left his sock next to the laundry hamper. Like whatever. Everyday things, they they still bother me. We still bicker. We argue. We do all the things, but then we bring it back to love, right? It's always totally back to love. And this is what I write. I mean, I, I wrote a book on this. I wrote a book on the polarity and the depolarization in relationships. And it's so common. And the key is to, are you choosing being right over love? Like in that moment, which are you choosing? And it's beautiful how you both establish that he needs to be the masculine in your relationship and you need to be feminine right and what happens when we depolarize and this is what I was talking to a client about just just today the depolarization is when he's in his masculine you're in your feminine and you suddenly go in your masculine there's no attraction right so you repel each other there's a choice that happens in order to get repolarized often what can happen the man can become feminine he can be emasculated so you get polarity masculine and feminine but it's inauthentic right so it's like scratch and itch kind of passion it's not really passion it's just functional 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 for a long time right you can recognize that and what actually happens is when ben decided to go back into his masculine and you decided to drop into your authentic feminine that's when the magic happens because it's authentic polarization yeah which but which book is that dimple tell us which book we can go it's the roadmap to purpose it's a guide for men who have it all it's a best-selling book but what's interesting is that the women that have read it have literally cried. It saves so many marriages because they've realized, and I'm going to say it like this, where they're going wrong. Because I I wrote it because I knew I've been through it. I knew where yeah. I was going. Right? Yeah, I see it very clearly looking back in hindsight. When my acupuncture practice, you know, when, when Ben and I first met, I was on food stamps. Like right. anything was like, you know, I mean, he, one night I wanted steak dinner and he was going to take me to like a fancy place. And I'm like, can we go through the Outback? The Outback is like a fast fast food take place. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. like a higher end McDonald's, I would okay. say, right? And Ben was like, really? Like you want to, you want to get filet mignon from the drive-thru? And I'm like, yeah, we can take it back to my house and we can like eat it on this little Lego table that I had. And he was like, okay. And so now he reminds me of the Outback, which like I would never step foot into anymore. But you know, in the beginning, that's who I was. And then when my acupuncture practice took off, suddenly I didn't need him as much, right? Because it was like in the beginning, I didn't have the the money to go buy myself a nice bag or or buy myself anything really so like anything that he would give to me was such a big thing and then That's once I created my own wealth it was like well I don't need that anymore but he still needed to give and I wasn't open to receiving and so I created this thing yeah. And yeah. so then he started to overgive to the children, which then drove me insane, right? Because that's a whole nother level. 
And then somewhere during COVID experience, I fell back into the feminine and I was like, you know what? I'm going to let go. <laughs> I'm going to like go back to, and I really tried to connect to who I was in the beginning of our relationship. I'm like, I'm just going to go back to being her. Damsel in distress, take care of me. <laughs> oh, so good. Or even powerhouse who chooses to receive. You know, and that's, you that's what it is. And that's, why, that's who you are. And the more we step into our power and we choose to receive. I wrote a post about exactly this, about the surrendering to your man. And it got so much backlash, so mm -hmm. much backlash, because it was something around the idea of, you know, I step in my power when I surrender to my man. And the reason I do is because I choose to surrender to him. There's I the power. resonate with that. There's the power. You choose to surrender, uh, yeah. to surrender to Ben. And that's the gift. And yeah. he, as a man, has it's innate in him to provide, not mm -hmm. necessarily financially, but although usually, yeah. but, but financially, emotionally, like he's the warrior. He goes out and brings the bacon, right? So I don't know if you saw my channel call with Melanie, but you know, on that call, Melanie said to me, you, you have it, you know that you have it, you are it, but you haven't fully gone there. And it's because my husband needs to be the one right now. And I recognize that. And I understand that in this moment of time, and listen, we've been together 12 years. We only got married after 11. I am now the wife, right? And so I'm taking my wife role very seriously. It, it's taken a lot for us to get to this beautiful place that we are in. And I have time. Right. That's what I've discovered over the last few years is I, don't really have, yeah, I have tons of time. And I know that I'm going to be on all the big stages. And I know that I'm going to be a multimillionaire all on my own. I know it's, it's all coming. It's already been seated. So it's all on its way. I just don't need it now. Right? And what was beautiful about that call was that your acceptance, because you, you were asked, I remember the call, you were asked, you can, you can go for it now, or you yeah. can decide to just be with your family and wait, because you're a six line, right? I'm a six line. And I waited and I really resonated with that call. I waited until my children were old enough, until my family, until I completed what I felt was comfortable for me yeah. and my family, right? And I'm approaching, like I said, my 50th. So this is when the six line and everything is coming to me so fast, so fast, right? Because of all the preparation in my 40s, because of knowing and trusting that it's all available and I'm choosing in this moment to be with my family because that's the foundation, that's the building block, yeah. right? Because the, the first couple of years of my children's life, when I had a busy acupuncture practice, I chose work over my family. I chose making money over my family and I enjoyed that in the moment. Right. But now when I miss something, I, I miss it you know, and, and I never had that feeling before. So now I'm like, I'm going to be here and I'm going to be present for them because, you know, when my children come to me at the end of the day and they say things to me, like, thank you so much for being my mommy. Thank you for this life. And I'm like, wow, like I'm still trying to do the mommy work to be able to say those kinds of things to my mom for my eight-year-old, my nine-year-old, like this is what I'm meant to be doing right now, you know? And, 
everything else is on its way. And it's already done. It's That's just done. divine right. timing. And, and what I heard when you were speaking as well is what's coming through for me is what a beautiful gift of freedom you're giving Ben. Because the your role to nurture and take care of his babies so he can provide frees him up. It actually frees his energy up, his capacity, because he's no he knows his babies are nurtured. Yeah. And, and it, it's allowing him to expand himself. Even right? more. Even right? when he has to provide now on such a high level, right? Because when I was bringing in what I was bringing in, it was multiple six figures into our our bank accounts and now it's like well and he's happy to because you've taken happy on, to he's happy taking to. on the role of nurture so it's worth yeah. it for him yeah because of the shift in energy it's like he can do more yes. he can do more he's the path of least resistance and i'm the anchor that you know i dream and he goes out and he makes it happen so it's a beautiful thing but it took a lot for me to get here it took a lot for me to surrender i've been trying to surrender since i think 2018 i remember i was on retreat in hawaii and my word was surrender and i fell on that trip and i banged up my knee and i'm like that's it surrender and here we are in 2023 and i'm like oh i'm only surrendering now <laughs> surrender and you know the the, the the gateway to your surrender is not suffer. Right. If you can let go of suffer and your the gateway, the portal for you is laughter. It's yeah. joy, it's fun, it's la like the power in your laugh. I can't express it enough. I can't because it's a it's a real laugh. It's not fake. You laugh with all your cells and your whole aura expands every time. It's fun. I am I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying not suffering anymore. I'm really happy that I cracked this code. I'm so grateful to have you in my life. I'm really excited. I hope that you're coming to my birthday party in July. I will send out details for that this week, actually. And I just love you. Dimple, if people want to find you, how do they find you online? So probably my name on Instagram or Facebook, Dimple Thakra, Thakra's T-H-A-K-R-A-R. Also have a website that I'm redoing at the moment, dimpleglobal.com. So come, find me there. come hang out with me. <laughs> I will always hang out with you. I am super excited for you to see what you're going to do and expand. I can't wait to get my I've got dimpled t-shirt. <laughs> I feel so blessed, honestly, because I was so scared. I just ended with this. I was so scared, like, will anybody want to wear these t-shirts? And I was like, hell yes, hell yes. And I've got them all for my family, the first ones for my family. And I've had them personalized with their names on them as well. So I'm like, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to launch it on my 50th and they're all going to wear them. I'm totally wearing it. I'm buying all the things. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you to the audience. Thank you for those of you that come in and watch the show every single week. Thank you for those of you that are new. My name is Shilamita. You can find me at www.shilamita.com. It's S-H-I-L-A-M-I-D-A. -I, -I, I also hang out at Instagram at 50 Shades of Shilamita and goddess underscore of underscore gratitude. If you are listening to the show on your favorite podcast station, you can also watch the show on my YouTube channel if you're watching on youtube check out the podcast or check me out on facebook definitely check out dimple reach out to her if you need to be dimpled everybody <laughs> does and there's a new show that airs every wednesday and every friday thank you so much have the most beautiful blessed day ever love you
Bye. <laughs>